Hey, it's Naughty. And I'm the Teach, and welcome to Naughty and the Teach. This week, we are your favorite funny black hotties. That's us. We are hilarious. And I'm glad that um, for those of you who've been reaching out on Instagram to tell us that you've been enjoying the episodes, we are glad that that is happening and we appreciate you. Yes. You know, usually I try to pick, you know, some like adjectives to describe us that are a little deeper, but I was like, you know, we're funny and we're talking about our personalities in the summer series. So I figured, you know, let's, let's get a little light. Yeah. And we're black. We're also hot because the weather in New York has been absolutely scorching. And we're also attractive, which yes. is why we have that name. Hotties go many, 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 many ways. Um, all right. So we are going to just jump. Oh, wait. Is there anything you want to start off by saying like, hey, what you've been up to? How you've been? Oh, I mean, I've been good. I have, you know, having orgasms while working out. Um, so that's been great. It actually only happened that one time, but I'm excited for it to happen again. Um, but, you know, yeah, I've just been like working out, um, doing bar workouts, bike riding in the city. I shall post some pictures of me riding. So if you see me, you can be like, hey, naughty. Riding but, her bike, riding her bicycle. Yes. want to make sure we're clear on that. Clear on that. I was talking about riding a bike, yeah. And then... Um, yeah, you know, I'm at the end of my training program, which eventually we will have an episode about talking about uh, different teaching programs and the different ways that people get into it, being that we are both educators. Yes. So, yeah, that's very exciting. Uh, I've just been chilling straight up. I've been straight up chilling. He also um, went on vacation, y'all. So yes. Still chilling in different area codes. Chilling. Um, I've mostly been just hanging out, just doing my own thing. Um, I haven't, you know, I'm learning to relax something I'm work actively working on and I think I'm being successful with it. Yes. You know, as we've, you know, we've kind of gone through like, uh, the teacher's personality. Um, we know that he likes to help other people, but not himself. So we, let's applaud him as he, yes. We still got sound effects, y'all. Woohoo! A restful king. That's what, that's what um, we yeah, love. I'm definitely um, still working on it. But since we're talking about it, let's continue with our summer series of introversion and deep, uh, looking deeply inside ourselves. <laughs> the way it sounded. I don't know. It just sounded, it just sounded weird. It sounded like gynecology, but, but not really. continuing to look at who we are, <laughs> what makes us go, our love, how we take love, how we give love. Still don't like the way that sounded. <laughs> but, we're just trying to figure out like who we are, how we operate, and how we view the world. And we're trying to do it on a scientific level because when you understand the science of you, you know, I mean, of course, we're always evolving. But when you understand the science of you, you can understand you better. And it's a different aspect of self-reflection. Look at me with my middle school humor. <laughs> Terrible, terrible, terrible. That's why I'm a high school teacher. All right. So let's move into our popping off, which we're not going to put No sound, sound effects. effects. We're going right in. Yes. No Vaseline. So, um, Naughty, as usual, would you like to start? Of course. So last week, um, last week, I my popping off was about Brittany Griner. And at the, at the time, she, ha she was just about to, um, what is it called? Um, go on the stand and plead her case so that to hopefully get five years, um, get a five year sentence um, for ha for um, what is for 
drug smuggling with criminal in- intent because she brought drug smuggling. Yes, Ugh. and to remind you, what she brought into what she accidentally brought into Russia was um, cannabis oil for um, body aches and like we spoke. How of- large was this container of cannabis oil? Was it enough to distribute? But even if a lot of um, I don't, they didn't show like a picture of what it was. But a lot of those, um, a lot of those oils, they are they come with like a a dropper, so they can only. And if she got on the plane with it, it had to be smaller than three point five ounces because it's a liquid. True. And she was and she was flying internationally. So of the, like this is a really trumped up charge, um, so probably because of what's happening with Russia and the Ukraine and America's ties to it. So like that, and she's being punished for something that has absolutely nothing to do with her. And like we said last, or like I said last week, you know, she's a part of that Russian community because she plays for Russia. So you would think that that would, you know, give her at least some, you know, like some kind of better treatment or you would hope that, but it hasn't. So unfortunately, um, she was um, sentenced to nine years of jail time. Um, her lawyers did say that they had 10 days to re- to appeal this decision. And so, and they plan on doing that. They also mentioned to reporters, which I think is kind of odd that mo- or that most people who get, um, who are in prison for this charge get five years and that they end up having, um, end up going on parole. So not only is she one of the people that it, that are abnormally getting this longer sentence of almost the entire, um, the entire time that you can get, like that also shows like there's also some other things at play. If most people get five and she got almost double that time. And um, even if she were to get parole, does that even mean that she can come back to the States or would she have to do parole in Russia and how that messes up everything else for her? And she can't, she can't really talk to her family. I thought like when you were in prison, you still got phone calls, but like for her, it doesn't seem, that she, doesn't seem to be the case. It seems like she's either talking to her family through her lawyers or she has to write a letter, which is very different than hearing someone's voice. Yeah. Well, also her poor wife who, you know, has been missing her spouse and has been advocating diligently, you know, for every form of support that she could possibly get. This is a sad day um, for a lot of people like this is this is it's just disappointing, you know. And the lawyers also are not involved with the um with the U.S. trying to like trade prisoners that has nothing to do with them. So they're just trying to they're trying to fight solely on the legal front. But also on the Russian sense, if they give her these many years, they have that as, okay, well, we have this person in custody for at least nine years. If you want to work something out for her release, meet our demands. Yeah, and they've had um, the other the other um, yeah, Canadian. The alleged they have, spy? Yeah, the alleged spy, uh, Paul Whelan. He's been in Russia since 2018. So and I, I'm not sure what his, what, how long he's been sentenced because honestly, my focus was Brittany Griner. But, um, but you know, so they have these two people, and it's like, we, at in a certain in a certain sense, it's like we have all this time to negotiate because we are, are have already made this decision, you know. Yeah, it's it's just a sad, sad case. Um, to add to that, um, the U.S. today announced that they are going to also, um, put. On trial, four officers involved with the uh, murder of Brianna Taylor. So uh, I just want to say, studied political science in college, 
And one thing that you do is you always, when there's bad news, you try to counter it quickly and swiftly with some good news or quote unquote good news. And people are going to be upset by this. The fact that this happened to this American citizen in this foreign country between these war of two, two global powers. And then they didn't do enough in order to get her released. And then they're saying, well, here's what the people would want. We wanted Brianna's Taylor's to stand trial for their actions years ago. Doing it now and pretty much immediately after we learned of the ruling of Brittany Griner, that is disappointing, but it's unsurprising. What's also not going to be surprising is if they either get a slap on the wrist or they don't get penalized for their involvement in killing this woman as she slept in her bed. I think that what is going to happen is that they're going to be they're going to be arrested, but it's not going to be for murder. Yeah, it's going it, to I don't think that they any of them are charged with murder. It's like um unconstitutional use yeah, see, of deadly force. It's already bullshit. Yeah, it's it's already bullshit. So, you know what I mean? Like they like I don't think George um the George Floyd's murderer got actual sentence for murder. I think it was like violating the civil rights or something like that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's all bull that's what I'm that that's what I'm basing it off of. Like it's all bullshit. And um because yeah, like you you broke fine, you can charge them with like unconstitutionally going into her going into her apartment, but they also murdered her. While breaking her constitutional right, they also murdered her. Uh, but so, naughty, like, uh, naughty. Uh, shouldn't we look at the fact that um, they are going to actually possibly stand uh, trial for their actions? No, we we had a whole rant about Roe versus Wade and constitutional rights and all of that. The Quartering Act has been in the Constitution for how fucking long? That's what this that's what every kid learns. That's what this country is built on. So you broke the because that's really what it is when you go into someone's house. When you that's yep. their constitutional right that you're violating. Yep. Okay, what about also you have the the idea of the pursuit of happiness? I feel like sleeping in your bed comfortably should be a part of that pursuit of happiness, and you're just violating all these different parts. And like this is what this country is made for for protecting its people, and that's what and that and that is a right that has been being able to be safe in your own home has been a right that the people that, that this country is actually like kind of built on. So like please. And and that and that. So like, come on. So, yeah. Um, all right. So to switch gears a bit, I want to talk about Naughty and the Teachers podcast influence. <laughs> so we just recently learned that South Korea has been using the uh, Myers types, uh, Myers Briggs types indicator, in order to help facilitate their dating choices and help them in their love life. So I just want to say globally, Naughty and the Teachers making a tremendous impact on the world. We Go are us. a big deal. You got to get both. Ooh, a double, both. a double audio clip. So South Koreans have, especially younger South Koreans, they've been using the Myers-Briggs in order to try and, you know, find people whom they are compatible with. There's, you know, people who are compatible with more with this type and that type. And there's 16 different types. And if you remember from our um, episode, our first uh, summer series episode, we took the Myers-Briggs. Um, you should definitely go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to it yet. But... I'm sure that in South Korea, they were like, wow, this is a great idea. These two are smart individuals, and they 
know what they're talking about. So they're using that as a way in order to help them find that love and that happiness. See what the podcast does for people? South Korea, cut the check. See what the podcast <laughs> does for people? <laughs> so we have been making a great influence. However, though, they it's not really us. They've been using it for a while. But I just want to feel good about ourselves and our impact. So, yes. But uh, once we learned about that South Korea has been using it, we, we've been saying, okay. So this is, this is people who are using it for specific reasons. And while we are telling you all that you should use it in order to help better yourself, use it in whatever, in whatever way, positively, that will bring you joy and happiness. Yes, we also have suggested taking these quizzes with friends, and that's part of the reason because you like if you if you enjoy your friendships and in your other relationships, it's it's actually meaningful to understand their personality type so that you can deepen that bond. Yes, uh, work on you know building your relationship with yourself, work on building your relationships with the people around you, and work on your shit. You knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Um, that is all I have for my popping off. Um, anything we want to say before we get into the digging deep portion of our... No, let's episode. dive in. All right. So, digging deep. So, we are continuing our summer series of looking at ourselves. We are taking, or we have taken, the Enneagram test. So, I want to just give you some information about the Enneagram test like a br overview. So the Enneagram system uses different personality types to help people better understand themselves and what motivates them. The Enneagram is a system of personal uh, personality typings that describes patterns in how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. The Enneagram describes nine personality types and maps each of these types on a nine-pointed diagram, which helps to illustrate how the types relate to one another. So what we're going to do is we're going to read the nine different types of Enneagrams, um, the nine types of Enneagrams, and we're going to talk about, um, give you just an overview about it, and then talk about their strengths, their fault flaws, their basic fear, and their basic desire. So, um, Nodi, are you ready to dive in? I'm ready. All right. So let's start with type one. Type one is known as the perfectionist. Type 1 focuses on following the rules and doing things the right way. They are motivated by their desire to live the right, quotation marks, way, and to always avoid fault and blame. They are so intent on being perfect that it can backfire, and they can often be too hard on themselves and on others. Strengths of the perfectionist. Ethical, dedicated, reliable, strives to help themselves and others be the best they can be. Faults. Very critical, especially to themselves. Tends to see things in black and white. Their basic fear is to be bad or corrupt. Their basic desire is to be good or have integrity. This is when um, your astrology friend says, sounds like a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> but in the next one is type two, the helper. As you know, the type two people, they are always there uh, to lend a hand and act as a support system for family and friends. They are motivated um, by their need to be loved and needed at all times. They're extremely giving to the point of ignoring their own needs. Mm. Sounds like someone Sounds we familiar. know. 
They really want to be liked and have a strong fear of being disliked by others, so they will do anything to ensure that they fit in. They tend to ignore their own boundaries for the sake of others. Goddamn. Still <laughs> attacked. Yeah, this is for you. Uh, strengths are caring, interpersonal, interper- interpersonal, warm, giving, values, relationship, relationships, and service. Their faults are that they focus so much on what others need that they don't acknowledge their own needs and sometimes think, think they know best about the needs of others. Damn. I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> the basic, their basic fears are um, being unworthy of being loved and being unwanted. Mm. And their basic desires are simply to be loved. Mm. Mm. All right. Type three is known as the achiever. Type threes are success oriented and extremely driven. They are motivated by their constant need to be successful or at least to look successful to others. They do everything they can to avoid failure. They never want to look like they don't know what they're doing, and they put a little too much focus on what others think of them. Their strengths, adaptable and able to succeed in almost any situation, productive and image conscious. Their faults, feels their, wor- their, feels their worth lies in what they can do and accomplish rather than who they are. Their basic fear is to be worthless or insignificant or to disappoint others. Their basic desire is to be valued and accepted. Type four is the individualist. Type fours are motivated by the need to to be as unique as possible. They never want to be ordinary. They are also very focused on feeling all of their emotions. Their moodiness can hinder them and they have a fear of being flawed. (laughs) Um, Their strengths are creative are being creative, sensitive, introspective, unique, understanding, and empathetic. Their faults are that they desire to be seen and understood at all times, and they tend to be jealous and moody. (laughs) You're having a reaction. Is that that something? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's talking about me. Um, uh, (laughs) Sorry. Their Their basic fear is to have no identity or personal significance. Wow. Wow. And their basic desire is to be meaningful based on their inner experience. Mm. You feeling something? All right. (laughs) I wish there was a camera because I feel like my whole face is red. All right. Type five, the investigator. Also known as scientists or professors, type fives love to learn. They are constantly striving to conserve energy and learn more about the world. And this tends to make them very private and detached. They can be secretive and not very social. Their strengths, knowledgeable, curious, insightful, analytical. Their faults, struggles to connect with their emotions, very detached and tends to be a loner. Basic fear, to be useless, helpless, or incapable. Basic desire is to be capable and competent. And type six is the loyalist. They are motivated, they are motivated by fear and the need for security. Loyalists are the most common personality type. They value friendship and loyalty, of course, but they are also worst case scenario thinkers. They like to be prepared for the worst and feel anxious if they don't think they're prepared. Mm. Strengths, they're committed, practical, witty, great in a crisis, always prepared. Faults, can be anxious and sometimes struggle with self-doubt. 
Their basic fear is to be without security and support, and their basic desire is to have security and support. All right, type 7, the enthusiast. A positive, fun-loving type, type 7s are spontaneous and motivated by a need to be happy. They never want to be tied down and are almost always full of energy. They need to they they never want to feel any kind of emotional pain or discomfort. So they do everything they can to keep themselves busy and having a good time. The strengths of the enthusiast. Adventurous, always planning something fun, loves having new experiences. Their faults, struggles with recognizing limits and tend to overexert themselves. Can struggle with doing fun things in order to avoid internal pain. I know people like this. Their basic fears, to be confined or in pain. Their basic desire, to be happy and satisfied. I think we all know someone who's an enthusiast. Yeah, Every, I know. think that that's, I think, I know it said that the loyalist was the most common, but I think, or maybe just that action of, of like trying to distract yourself from pain is common. Um, type eight is the challenger. Type eights are motivated by their need to always assert strength and control over everyone around them and to never look weak or vulnerable. Described as defenders or protectors, they always know what they want. They are leaders, but they are also obsessed with controlling everything around them. Sounds like a narcissist. Mm. Their strengths are commanding, direct, protective, very and very take charge. Their, fault, their faults are that they are confrontational, always need to be in control, and always need to get what they want. Yeah, that's, that's very narcissistic. Yeah. Basic fear is to be harmed or controlled by others. And their basic desires are to be in control and protect um, them, themselves and others. I, I hope that we ain't talk about narcissism in type 8 and then we end up being type 8s. That would suck. That would suck. All right. Type 9 and the final uh, type, uh, the Enneagram type, excuse me, the peacemaker. Nines value harmony, comfort, and peace. They are motivated by a need to always keep the peace and avoid conflict at all costs. They go with the flow and tend to let others take control so they can make other people happy. Their strengths, pleasant, laid back, accommodate. Faults, can explode with anger when keeping things in for too long, can be too complacent. This, this is definitely ringing true for feelings that I'm having about some people I know. Basic fear, to be disconnected, separate, and or lost. Their basic desire, to have peace and stability in their internal and external world. So sounds chaotic to be a Yeah. Um, um, but they're laid back until they're not laid back. That's basically what they're saying. They're holding stuff in. They're just um we, we're giving you snap judgments about these different types. Um let's not talk too much shit. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Um, but before we give you what our predictions was before we took the uh, test, I just want to say that these nine types are, you know, make up the Enneagram system. We definitely encourage you to take the um, test. Take it with people. The reason why we're really stressed and taking it with people is you're going to have a reaction to it. It might be unsurprising to you. You might be like, yeah, I read this. This is what I think I am. But you can have a discussion about it immediately. There's somebody there to one, hold you accountable for actually talking about it. Because you could take it by yourself and then not talk about it or not mention it to anybody. But once you take it together, you can look at each other and say, hey, what'd you get? 
Let me read yours. You read mine. Whatever, however you want to do it. But it gives you a chance to actually talk about it and give, and you could start processing what this information is giving you. I also think that when you do do this with people, whether it's one other person or multiple people, that you do it with somebody who you trust and that you actually, like you truly care about their opinion and you think that their opinion will come, of course, from their own perspective, but without judgment and they can um, kindly tell you like, this is, this is how this... Um, this how this is how this aspect of your Enneagram or personality test manifests in your real life so that you can truly see the like the actions and the words going together so that you can be self-reflective and grow from grow from that. Yeah. All right. So when Nodi and I, before we take these, we always give a prediction on where we think we might fall. I my the teach prediction i predicted it was a little bit hard for me to just choose one so i chose two i said i would either be the individualist or the enthusiast and i naughty flower i thought i would be the loyalist a uh, loyalist is the one they said was the most common correct yes all right so i thought i was a basic bitch without further ado let's reveal our results so um naughty start off by reading what the teach Yes, yeah, so this is how we this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to read the teacher's um, enneagram, and he will read mine, and then we will discuss what that means. And again, you know, this is I'm talking about his personality type or his enneagram type from my perspective. And we're going to give you our emotions. They might be snap judgments. They might be, uh, you know, just responses, emotional responses, whatever it might be. But we're going to react to it as honestly and authentically as we possibly can. Yes. Oh, no. Sorry, I was just practicing my uh, authenticity <laughs> responses. Okay. <laughs> he scared uh, the shit out of me. My bad. I'm sorry. Um, so your Enneagram type is the is ty the type two, the supportive advisor. Damn, not a shock at all. <laughs> not at all. And the highlighted adjectives for your personality type are... Thoughtful, generous, demonstrative, people-pleasing, and possessive. We've been seeing these very often. When we think about the teach, we know we are getting someone who is consistent, okay? That, and that's what we love about him. Almost. I, I'm not possessive. At least I don't think I'm possessive. Wait, that's but mine. No. <laughs> that's a joke. I'm just yes, I know. I got it was a joke. I got it. Um, you know, sometimes I'll be missing it, but I got that one. But I think this one is saying, this is saying that you're possessive because um, of how you feel like you, you know other people's needs. But I do. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> is but he, no, I get are it, you I really get though? No, no. I are think uh, the, 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 it's like, I think we talked about this when we were doing the Myers-Briggs. Something you hear, it just sounds harsh. And it might be true. But when you hear it, it just sounds harsh, and your reaction is to push against it immediately. And I'm gonna be honest: when I heard that, it what my reaction was, it's a bit harsh. Let me push back against it, and I'm, we're gonna give you our authentic, real feelings. Okay, so let's discover the great things about type twos. So, of all the Enneagram types, types two type two stand out for their personal warmth, strong relational skills, selflessness, and eagerness to support people in their time of need. Possessing relational superpowers and intuition, they create feel-good atmospheres. 
always going the extra mile and defining themselves through service to others. Their caring heart, intuition, empathy, and desire for every person to experience, um, just to, to experience love and care. So I really do think that that falls into, like, that is perfectly just on point. When we did the um, Myers-Briggs, it said that you were a console and that, and that was your, that was your, really your highlight was that you, um, like your relationships and how you show that you care through acts of service. And it, there was also a big highlight that, you know, that you would like those acts of service um, reciprocated either through like words of affirmation or by other acts of service. And here it says that you, that your core fear is being rejected or unwanted. Um, it, that pe people thinking that you are worthless and indispensable and that your core desire is a flip of that of wanting to be appreciated, loved and wanted. So I, I think that's interesting. Like the way that like who you are as a person is also just like, it, it's really inside your entire being. And I think that, I don't know, you know, I'm not a, you know, a doctor person, you know, that, that we doing this stuff. But a I doctor person, doctor person. Yeah. You know, also says that you want like your core longing is like that it's this this test gives like a a sentiment that um, the supportive advisor would want to hear. And it is you are wanted and loved. And um, I think that that's also interesting thinking about your attachment style. And I think that that sentiment is why you had that small bit of. Um, um, anxious, 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 avoidant. Simply because, like you, oh, no, avoidant, just anxious. Oh, okay, sorry, just anxious. So, or it was avoidant. I don't know. No, I think I it have was. To go back and look back. I it might have it might have been anxious, avoidant. But either way, but even but like just that. Um, I think that that is that we were wondering where you got that from, and I think that that is it. Is that because you are secure in how you show love and how you. And how you and like those acts of service that you give to people, but that's there's still that desire of like wanting to be appreciated. Um, it also says that your core weakness is pride, which I think ties back into the possessiveness of de denying your own needs and emotions, um, because like you use that intuition for other people, but not for yourself. But as we said, you're being of a of a relaxing king right now, so you're being reflective on all that you've learned from these other personality tests, Word. which I think is really good for you. Word. Um, all right. So one thing I do want to uh, say is when you take this Enneagram test, type probability, they give you your top two types and whatever your highest score is will be the one they say is, is most. But for whatever reason. Oh, yes. Let me go into yours. Sorry about that. Sorry to cut you off. Okay. So. Um, it's cut the it's cut up into less likely, somewhat likely, and highest probability. So for the supportive advisor type two, the teach scored sixty six percent, and he was fifty seven percent the entertaining optimist, which is type seven. And um, they show you your other types, and the other top two for him were the protective challenger type eight. That's the narcissist. It's only 57, it's 57%. It's in the, it's in the other one. So yeah. you're, all, you're all good. Um, sorry. And, and the peaceful mediator, which we said was the chaotic. Chaotic. 51%. <laughs> but you see. But none of them are in the, my top two. So those I, are. I have to say, like, looking at the, the another reason. Oh, well, I'll say this after you read mine. But yes. But you're a little chaotic. 
you love yourself a little too much. Oh, no, that's not what that says. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm it joking. says the supportive advisor and the entertained and optimist, but neither of them falls in the hot in that green. The highest probability. My most, uh, my I'm somewhat likely the supportive advisor. I'm somewhat likely all of them, except for the loyal. No, I'm, I'm somewhat likely all of them. But the highest percentage I scored was for the supportive advisor. The optimist and the challenger were tied with fifty-seven percent. But the highest was the supportive advisor. And I do think that it that the reason why it's spread out like that is because you're so reflective. And I think that when you are, excuse me, when you really practice being reflective, and especially because you've been you've been practicing that for so long, that that gives you a broader perspective of who like the world around you and who you are. So I, that's why I think it's maybe more spread out. And, uh, you know, whereas someone who is maybe in the beginning of their reflection or if they're really rooted in, like, their emotions, you're going to have a lot of the same things come up, you know. So, again, not a doctor person. So that is my thinking of why it's split up like that. Yeah. um, And none of them scored really high. 66% is high, the highest. And... um. You know, by this information, it's like, okay, I got it. I'm the supportive advisor, which seems the most accurate out of all of them based on all the other information I got. But I'm going to also take the test again or take a different version of this test or whatever, just so I can get a little bit more clarity. So let's now talk about Naughty's results. And Naughty is type four. She is the romantic individualist. So her adjectives are authentic, creative, expressive, deep, temperamental. Here are some of the great things about type fours. Of all the Enneagram types, four stands out for their desire for authenticity, unique expression of individuality, and their deep longing to discover meaning in themselves and life. Connected to the full range of human emotions, their empathy and creativity frees others to connect with what's important to them. Their rich interior life and passion for aesthetic expression contribute wisdom, meaning and significance to any event or situation reflecting the depths and creativity. So what drives a... Oh, wait, anything you want to say based on that? Temperamental. When you heard that, did that... Oh, there's a song that is in my head, but I can't think of the uh, the exact lyric. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I'm getting a little temperamental. I'm, I'm not even gonna front that. I feel like all of those are that's all me. And I think temperamental and expressive are like on the on the same spectrum. So that makes sense. I as I say, I always am gonna be me. As like Mary J. Blige, I'm gonna be me. Um, and people be telling me that I'm deep and creative, and I guess that is true. Um, I like to make things. I have big ideas. It's, you know, so I agree. So type four's uh, motivations, their core motivations, their core fear is being inadequate, emotionally <laughs> cut off, plain, mundane, defective, flawed, or insignificant. Damn. I, when I heard that, I'm like, shit, I'm reading it. I mean, I feel like there's, they're saying a lot of the same, it's all the same thing. Who the fuck want to be plain? Nobody. They they just kept wanting to just hammer it in and find other adjectives. Who wants to be plain? Like right now I have on a lime green top with butterflies. 
I could never be plain. That could never be me ever in life, okay? Um, that's why I get dress coded everywhere I go, and it's frustrating, but I will never be plain. Well, hold on. Do you think you get dress coded because of your attire or because of your body? I think I get dress coded for how I wear things. How you wear? Do you wear them? No, anything? because some- Do you wear shirts as pants? No. I What I mean by that is that I can- I, We can- Me and another woman that is curvier than me- Right. We can wear the same thing. But how I wear it is what makes people notice it because of who I am. And you, that's why that's why they have the who wore it better, because some because how people wear things is different. We get it. You're special. We get it. We I'm get special. It. <laughs> um, but anyways, no. But also, like, who does like I know I'm like another person. The, the teach always tells me, like, stop comparing myself because that's where you feel those inadequacies when you compare yourself to um, like. Just don't do it. I know. Yes. But, you know, I have big aspirations and I feel like with social media and every you're seeing everybody like being successful. You're like, why am I not on that part of my life? Are like, they I successful, though? Yes, but that's true. But my thing, it's not its not about the other person being successful. It's like, I want to have that success and when will it come for me? And then those are things that leave you feeling inadequate. So i that's why I've been taking social media breaks. To, to but be keep thrilled. it real, we can be social media successful. All we just need is the right backdrop. That's a, that's a it's, fact. It doesn't mean that they're actually successful. It just they're giving off the image of being successful. No, but that but and that no. was one of the enneagram types. Uh, I I can't remember no. which one off the bat, but it's like that giving that image of success, and that's maybe what people are doing. But we're not. That's but not. But it's us. not. But it's not about their success. It's about why haven't I gotten to my success point? Got it. And then being emotionally cut off, I am not going to front that. Reading that makes me feel terrified i feel terror in my entire body because the thought of like like when if you guys remember like my personality type like the way i make friends is that i'm like i enjoy making friends because i get to see life through someone else's eyes and so the idea of being emotionally cut off would mean that like i would never get anyone else's perspective and that is terrifying yeah i hear that um, all right. So going back to type four's uh, core motivations, core desire is being unique, special, <laughs> and authentic. Um, their core weakness is envy. You just expressed this. I did. I did. Feeling that you're tragically flawed, something foundational is missing inside of you, and others possess qualities you lack or successes that you lack. And I'm telling you that's not true. That's just from an outside perspective. No, there's definitely like, okay, in the in a personal, I'm sorry, I just keep interrupting him. But in a personal connection, like I like you are someone I like like the I think that you are very, even though this is saying that I'm authentic, you are very like genuine to who you are all the time. Like every moment of every day. And I don't feel like that is something that I am. And that is what I want to be. But of that's why I'm like, oh, he has that thing that I want to be. And I'm always trying to work towards, you know. You're going to get there. One day. Yes, I know. That's the whole point. I'm going to get there. But this is us working on our shit in order to get there. And that is the thing. Thanks for helping me to shoehorn our catchphrase in. <laughs> um, last thing I want to say um, for the motivation is the core learning. Sorry. The core motivation or the core longing for types fours. You are seen and loved for exactly who you are, special 
and unique. Let that sink in. You are seen and loved for exactly who you are, special and unique. Nope. And that is true. I appreciate that. I still replay your compliment from... Um, You're worthy? Yes. I remember. <laughs> uh, look back on uh, a previous episode, but, um, what she's referencing. Reintroducing first. Naughty in the Teach. Yes. Please go back. Listen to our stuff. Tell, tell people about it as well. Um, all right. So... For Naughty's Enneagram type probability, she scored really high on certain things. And she her highest probability fell within four different types. Um, but the highest one was the romantic individualist, which was type four, with 89%. So because with pretty certainty, she could say... I'm going to hey, be me. Yes. <laughs> um, the next one, with 74%, was the supportive advisor, shout outs to the supportive advisor, which is type two. Which so, is what the teaches. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that's my influence or which is very similar, but whatever it is, we, we got it. We just fist bumped. I don't know if y'all heard that. Um, <laughs> the next highest probability was the successful achiever, which is the same as the supportive advisor. So she is, it's coming up there. She's success achieving. She has succeed, uh, succeeded and achieved a lot in the past year. Hopefully you acknowledge that and give yourself that credit. And you have been um, achieving a lot in the past couple of years. And the last highest probability with also 74% was the loyal guardian, which is type six. So if I was to read it in order, type four, the romantic individualist is at 89%. The other three are tied at 74%. The supportive advisor, type two, the successful achiever type three and the loyal guardian type six. Oh no! However, we talking about the <laughs> no. type type eight. That's <laughs> what we talking about. <laughs> My type eight one is that that one that snuck in at the last possible moment for the highest probability is the protective challenger, which was type eight at sixty nine percent. How ow, ow, ow. I do have to say... <laughs> I, I have middle school humor. I'm not sure why. I think I'm just so relaxed. This is, Our brain regressed. This is why we get along because we have a lot of this... Like, we have two types that are the same in our top categories. The protective... It, um, the protective the challenger, challenger type 8 and just six. hits the highest probability. But I think compared to the 69 and the 89, the romantic individualist, hands down, sounds more on par. Um. Before we go, I wanted to just bring us back and I'm going to read the key motivations for type four and the key objections for type four. So key motivations for type fours. They want to be authentic and unique to express themselves, to create something beautiful, to connect with people who let them be themselves and to take care of emotional needs before doing anything else. Their key objections Type fours don't want to restrain or lose touch with their emotions. They don't want to feel average, ordinary, or unseen, or to have their taste or individuality questioned. They don't want to spend time with people who don't value beauty or have emotional depth. That says a lot about me, y'all. Look at that. Look at that. Look at the narcissist in me. She don't want to hang it's out with people who don't of, have beauty or emotional depth. It's not depth. that, that kind means, of beauty. You're thinking about it no, like... No, no. I don't mean like a, a physical beauty. I mean oh. a beauty in, as an individual, Beautiful. as a person, yeah. and emotional depth. So that means I have a lot of emotional depth. So there y'all go. Ha ha. Would you believe me if I told you I wore two different sneakers like every day from like 
when I was 10 to 22. And it only. 22. Um, because no, no, 10 to 20. Cause that's when I started working and had to pay for my own shit. So uh, it was like, we're going to wear the same shoes now because buying two pairs of sneakers is too expensive. And I would even wear like two different boots. I would really go in, but, um, let's get into the supportive advisor or type two key motivations and key objections. So the key motivations for type twos are that they want to be needed, appreciated and affirmed by others. Uh, you are worthy. Thank I'm you. Reusing your compliment because it is true for you too. And you know, I am a person. I appreciate the friendship that you give me. It is very meaningful, and as I've told you before, life changing. Oh. But um, yeah, they try to win the affections of others through service and support to the detriment of their own emotional and physical needs. Their key objections are for type twos are they do not want to feel left out or without connection to others. They are uncomfortable in situations where there is no way for them to serve people around them or when they must acknowledge their own need for help. And I do appreciate you re like actually like putting in our friendship, um, asking how the other person is feeling and answering honestly. Yeah, I think that's something that we, we had to build towards, you know? Yeah. It's easy to, to bullshit. It's easy to be like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Especially when texting. Um, but no, the we're going to ask and we're going to be honest. And I think that's the only way we can really be the better version of ourselves or overcome whatever we're going through. Um, all right. So that concludes the results of our Enneagram test. Uh, Nordy, any final thoughts, any final feelings, expressions, etc.? Again, so this is why I say like, or we say to do it with your friends, because I really thought that you and I were very different in doing these personality tests. I'm like, no, there's actually things that like in our, and at the core that are very similar and it's comforting in a way, you know, because it's like, oh, this is, this is how we connect. It's not just like through, you know, trauma. Yeah. <laughs> and you want to find other ways to connect. You'll, you, you'd be surprised at how much you might be similar to somebody else whom you might feel is very different. We all go through stuff. Um, how much we share is really entirely up to us, but the more we share, the more we try to connect, the better we'll be for it. Wait, did I just answer it like a type two? Maybe, I don't know. I know what's best for you. No, but I do think like, you know, like it's interesting because like we've had very different lives, but that, and to, to see that we think so similarly or not so what we think similarly is very interesting. And it's like, oh, this is, this is why... This works. This is why we're friends. This is why we, you know, like the podcast works. It's why, you know, it does what it does. Yeah. So, yeah. It's very, I mean, the science of it is all very cool. And especially, you know, I'm not like, if you, even if like, like astrology, all of that is very similar to this, but this is like, and it's much less general. Yeah. So, that is our conclusion of the reading of our Enneagrams. Oh, wait, I didn't go. I think that it's true. Um, yeah, it, it, it basically told me what the Myers-Briggs said. It basically said what we have been saying for these past couple of weeks. So the good thing about this summer series is we're seeing consistency. We're seeing consistency of saying, hey, this is who you are, especially when you're honest and you answer correctly and honestly and authentically and truthfully. You're starting to see that, okay, these are, you're starting to, the picture's less hazy. 
it's getting clearer and clearer. And this is the things you say, okay, I want to work on these. The biggest thing I'm getting from this is I need to focus more on myself and not put others or the acts of service of others before acts of service for myself. And I am working on that. That's why I've been chilling because it's just focused on me and me. I'm unproblematic. <laughs> yeah, that's the type eight in you. Yeah, that's or, or that's the type eight. You said yeah. the narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that concludes our, our Enneagram, Enneagram results. But it will lead us into our newest segment. Uh, speaking of which, I, I do want to share this. So um, I was watching Z-Way, Showtime. Um, it's a great show. It's Showtime, now that you have an empty slide for Jesus and Mero, <laughs> you know, shout out to Nadia and the Teach. We are ready to take that spot. Oh, I, I yeah. can I can oh. drink on set. We're funny. Um, as we said, we're black hotties, so people will come. We're similar makeup, UK. Uh, you know, black people. One person is Afro Latina. So let's go. Or you know, you see what I'm saying? Like it's right there. It's right there. I do want to just say that I learned uh, that Charlemagne the God is going to get a Comedy Central nightly show. Oh, love that for him. Yeah, I mean, great for him. Um, that means he'll be doing the Breakfast Club in the mornings and a night show, which probably will record, obviously. Earlier, night, probably. Night, but yeah. it'll premiere at night. So you'll get to go to bed to Charlemagne and wake up to Charlemagne if that's what you're really into. I didn't mean to say it like that. Yeah. I realized, Shout out. Shout I realized out the way it came to out. to the Breakfast Club <laughs> because when I first got um, my own, I'm going to sound so fucking old. When I first got my own boombox, I used to listen to their listen to their um music when i was getting ready for school and they put me on to meeting usher so wait you talk about the breakfast club the the same ones the yeah. angela yee charlamagne yes God that breakfast club so they had a they dj envy Let me not yeah dj him. envy yeah because the beige rage will come out of him um he, he styled on uh the Jesus and marrow listen don't talk about his wife oh like, that he cheated on not allegedly <laughs> Not allegedly, he cheated on her. They spoke right, about it. So before we um, get anyways, the anyways, rage. anyways, anyways, before we get the beige rage, um, no. So they had a whole thing about like, and if you because it was only on their show where they announced that if you bought this perfume, if you bought Usher's perfume, then you can go and meet him. So because I was listening to their show like incessantly, I was able to meet him. Oh, nice. And nice. how was he in person? I mean, he's cool. And it was a meet and greet, so it was a meet and greet. He was, yeah, he was cool. He was cool. Um, everybody there was pissed because I got two pictures with him because I don't give a, no. I got two autographs from him because my sister loves Usher. So I said I need one for me and I need one for my sister. And then he, she was like, oh, he he asked like, oh, he she probably likes Justin Timberlake. And I was like, hell no. I was like, she loves you. She came out to your song for two sixteen. Good, I know. I, he was like, yeah, yeah. That's right. He was like, Usher. yeah, no. And I told him like for that was sure. her. But no, it was the Sweet 16 song. And he was like, tell her I said hi. And I was like, okay, thanks, Usher. And then I got my shit and I kept going. I mean, I'm glad that he was great on his meet and greet. Because if you meet us no. on the meet and greet, we're going to be great. No. But if you catch us in the back alley while we're smoking our cigarettes, we're like, leave us alone. No, but one ah. thing that he, that he did that you would not do was um, because he's only like 5'5 five, five or 5'6. Five, Usher's short? Oh, the, wom the women who were wearing heels i've also never seen so many women trying to get like trying to get a picture with one man ever in my life um i mean usher because, is usher. because he because of his height they were telling women like to bend down or take off their shoes mm. well i won't have that <laughs> not unless you have even if even if a woman was six feet and wearing heels you'd still be like let's take this picture yeah you know that was interesting though it's going it's going to take a while you're gonna have to be britney griner 
<laughs> it's going, you're going to have to really come with it. But um, bringing it back, I found a great clip of uh, somebody saying off the cuff, and it comes from somebody I really dislike a lot. So Z-Way did this interview with Chet Hanks, and he's being Chet Hanks. If you didn't see it, if you want to check, check Z-Way out on Showtime, support that woman. She does great work. Um, but the way that they cut him saying off the cuff, I kind of think I want to try to take. I got to run it by Nordy, obviously, but we're going to look at it. I think it's a good way to lead into our newest segment off the cuff, but we'll talk about it. I mean, she's looking at it like it's I'm Chet like, Hanks. And I'm like, I love it. I love this oh, idea. No. Okay. But it's Chet Hanks saying it. That's okay. I, I okay. love it. I know how much you hate him and how ironic it would be. I no, no. How much you 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 dislike what he puts out because his con his his idea of like white boy summer is gross. I I think he could probably be a uh, no. I I just I I dislike what he he could be a his really, image of what he's putting out there for consumption. Yes, he could be a really good entertainer if somebody wrote everything he would ever say to the public. It was actually a pretty good interview with them but anyway let me let me get off of that we'll talk about that when we get there yeah. so z-way shout out to you promote us too yes z-way <laughs> good for you we're glad to see you having success now off the cuff for this week are you ready i'm ready okay so is calling a woman a female worse i'm sorry is saying female worse than calling wo a woman a bitch or is it all about the same I think that it is the same. I think that they both have derogatory connotations and that they they at the ultimately mean the same thing. If you are calling a woman a bitch, it is to downgrade her. If you are calling a woman a female, you are downgrading her and like just women in general. And that is the whole point. What the word bitch means, it, it comes from when... There's like a, a UK saying where people say like, uh, is it male or bitch? So you're saying the same thing in just um, just a different way. I guess one would be a more uh, polite way of saying it. Like female is a very equivalent to bitch, at least in my perspective. But then it becomes even more nuanced when you think about black women in particular because of enslavement and how they were categorized as like as cattle so then it's that's why like you know people it, i've noticed in myself and this is pro this is my own implicit bias like when men call me a bitch i'm like who the fuck are you talking to but then when if a black man were to call me a bitch and when that has happened, I'm like, you must be out of your motherfucking mind. Like it's a it's a d d different reaction because it's like we're like we're we're in this we're in this community and we have this un like universal struggle together. And you're going to sit here and, and call me this misogynistic word. I think either both are misog misogynistic because you're you're calling a woman a female, you call them a bitch, you're downgrading her to what her genitals. Like a woman is a is a full fledged being. A female is not. It's a categorization as is bitch. So yeah, my TED talk. So um, yeah, I agree. I've never heard female being said, especially now, especially in this era in this generation, especially with you know 
male podcasters. No, I, They're always <laughs> referring to um, women as females. That's yeah. a female. Sorry, that's from Friday. I couldn't, I couldn't help that one. But this is, it's always said with negative connotations. So for a lot of people, it feels the same. So based on the history that you just got from Naughty, based on what we're saying, if you're a man, if no, anybody, everybody, stop using female. If you're talking about a That's woman, a say woman. Okay? That's it. Can I Point say blank. Yeah, you can say lady. You can say woman, hey, lady. lady. You can say mm, that wasn't the time to meet that say that. But you can say <laughs> woman, lady. You could say any like that's what you say. You you say what you are describing. Okay? You are not talking about a, a general categorization. And when you're talking about women, Okay, that's it. Full stop. Call a woman a woman. That's it. You're it here. All right. So now let's bring it up. Now it's time for the teacher's favorite segment, Naughty and the Teach Recommends. All right. Queen of the podcast. What are you recommending oh for God. the listeners this week? Of course, Queen of the podcast is going <laughs> to recommend Queen of Artistry, I guess. Uh, I'm going to recommend Renaissance by Beyonce. Beyonce? 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 Yes, Beyonce. But every time, the uh, last episode we had a we had a interruption too, um, or two episodes ago. But um, anyways, but yes, that is what I'm recommending. Um, right now, my favorite songs are "Cuff It." Um, energy and pure honey. I think that the the album. Um, I can't really speak to like the, um, like the queer acknowledgments that Beyonce is making because, um, while I am from that community, I don't know about that kind of, but that part of the that part of the community and that part of the culture. If I'm being honest, so but I know that people are being very receptive. Um of you know of the house music and what that means to the community or of the lgbtqia plus community um but i think that the and please listen to the album more than once and listen to it straight through because the the storytelling and how the music flows is very beautiful and you can see the 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 purpose of it when you listen to it like that um and then listen to whatever tracks you want to listen to does she have a lyric where she's saying it must be the cash because it ain't your face? Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. I wonder what she's talking about. Listen. A, what a great lyric, though. Listen, it must be the cash because it ain't your face. That's what happened. That she Isn't wrote. She married. She wrote that when Jay Z was, was <laughs> cheating on her with all those other fucking women. Like when she, I'm telling you, she wrote that lyric when she wrote Lemonade. Oh, it was no. like this don't fit. This don't fit on this album. Oh, no. But I'm gonna save it. Actually, she could have wrote that in the Beyonce in her Beyonce album because she talked about Jay Z fucking other women in that album too. Oh, so man. she's been saving that. She's been saving that lyric. She's uh, get also together because. I'm telling you. Also, um, and you know, like, you know, there used to be this idea that women got uglier as they got older, but like now we're seeing that like 30 is like when, like 30s and 40s are like when women become like in their prime. Like that is, you know, I cannot wait for my second puberty when I hit 30. I'm like hyped for it, two years away. But um, you know, you look at like look at Beyonce, look at the photos for her um for the vinyl record. They're like, they're beautiful. You know, like she really put a lot into it, but she's been holding on to that lyric for a minute. So good for her that she said it. Good for her. Also, um, she has a line um, 
uh, I like I bought all these Derringers because all these Karens turned into terrorists. Wow, beautiful. Mm. Love it. Um, I am going to recommend something I finally got a chance to see. It is a movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I could talk about this movie for a lot, but I'm going to spare you. First, I want to say this was the best multiverse movie I've seen since uh, it was better than Doctor Strange. It was just a better multiverse movie than Doctor Strange. Um, I'm recommending this because of what it's really about. It's about family, nihilism, not living up to your expectations, gener generational trauma, existential dread, mental health, among many other things. They have complex and complicated characters that all get developed. There's not just like, oh, we'll tell a story and this person is a utility. There is character development for mostly all of the characters in the story. It is great. It also has the sweetest dad I can remember in anything in a long time. Like the dad is so sweet. The regular dad, the, the default dad, not the alpha dad. It, he is just a sweet man who seems to love everything about his life he's pushed to the limit to where he has to make choices but he is the sweetest dad the 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 friction between the mom and the daughter is just so i know a lot of people recognize it it's great it's funny it's absurdist it's emotional it'll tug at your heartstrings definitely if you haven't seen the best multiverse movie that came out at least this year Everything, everywhere, all at once. And that's our recommendation. Yes, and that's that. So anything we, any final notes we want to leave the listeners with for this episode? Just so you guys know, or just so you people know, the Enneagram, Enneagram test that we are going to link is from a um, religious site. So, I mean, if you're not religious, like we still took it. We just were like, okay. It's just not about God. Yes. You know, we, that's, that's, that was really it. Like, you know, um, so it's, it is still meaningful, but you, you know, and it's also free. That's why we do these so that when we give them to you, you we're not like tasking you with taking a test and having to pay for it. So, um, options are kind of limited when you think about it in that way. Um, yeah, it's not really, it's, it mentions God as in the Christian God a lot. Oh, in the in the test results, it doesn't give you any like questions about religion or anything like that. That's going to be uncomfortable. But when you are reading your results, there will be mentions of God. If that's for you, great. If not, that's okay too. You could just skip right over that part. Yes, and um, yeah, we we would love for you guys to you know keep commenting and keep DMing us. Um, we're going to start posting more things so that you can see more of who we are. I know when I posted the questions, you guys said um that you wanted to see us more and that you wanted me to post selfies. I know I'm so hot. Thank you. Thank you for that. Whoever wrote that. I appreciate you. But um, yeah, so that's what we're going to do. You we are listening to you. Already just like, I can't wait for her to post more selfies. Yeah, I posted a bikini pic when I posted that question. So. See, and then they're going to be like, ooh, post more of these. That's what they're basically saying. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I am going to work on my social media, so just keep an eye on that. I'll have more engagement. Please reach out to me. When you reach out, I'm more motivated to actually reach back out. So I'll get on that too. So, yeah. um, all right. So that's it. And we will see you next week.